I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host Shane W. Brennan, joined as always by my colleague Aaron Chalk, and today is a very special day. We are joined by Mikey Fleming, creative partner at Verve Showrunner. How's it going, Mikey? You well? Hey guys, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Um, I would like to point out that you say it's always a very special day, regardless of who's on. So <laughs> I know this is a ruse. <laughs> shit, change. We've found out. We've found out. <laughs> we mean it. We mean it. Every time's a special day. It's like Barney the dinosaur. It's a very special day, kids. <laughs> um, no, uh, would you want to explain to potentially, Mikey, you are a very special one because you're the first one to come to us from a car. So yeah. do you want to explain? <laughs> why you're in a car <laughs> um so i'm i've i'm working from the office uh so this car is inside of a building which confuses people daily every time i'm on a client <laughs> call it's it's just another meeting room in the office but it's the last available one today because they're uh it, the office is, is full of um clients and other people in just using every available space so you'll have to excuse it uh i am not out on the road and i don't own a vintage citroen um, <laughs> it's all just for show. That's a cool setting. You're like one of those TikTokers, you know, who do all their audio recording and yeah, the passenger yeah. seat of their car. I'm waiting for you to do some impression or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my uh, culture farmer shtick. Uh, I've been working on it for a while. Well, Aaron will be a good gauge of that. <laughs> I am yeah, a culture, so... so I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Oh, you're allowed. Then you're allowed. Yeah, yeah. we're all culture here. Then. Um. Yeah, no, thanks so much for coming on. Um, obviously, uh, other listeners and viewers will know that we had your creative uh, other half on, Sam, um, yeah. a couple of, a couple of months back, had a had a great episode with him. So what are you going to improve on that he wasn't able to do <laughs> oh, in his episode? <laughs> Sam just doesn't have as good a taste as me, so that will be the main thing. <laughs> no, okay, I, I did have to, to be like, because uh, I, I talked to Sam a good bit before he went on your episode about what, wants to pick and now i'm bummed out because i'm like oh, i would have picked i would have yeah <laughs> like that i would have definitely used that but um because we have all the same references we our career yeah. is exactly the same um <laughs> our a few holidays here and there where we worked with other people we've worked together since we started in the industry um 11 years ago wow oh that's pretty cool um so nice. this is really just like we should have done Sam and Mikey part one, part two. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should have done. Yeah, you'll get the same um, stuff regardless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, yeah, we're talking about that taste that you both have. What type of ads are you going to bring us through today? Um, so I have three, and I, I first I, I was trying to, I was trying to get like one classic Irish ad and something that mm. I, I remember before I was in advertising, but I was going back through the you know the classic Irish ads Twitter feed. And they do not, and this isn't an offense to the craft or, or anything. A lot of them don't hold up just because the times have changed. Like if the yeah. product was directed at women, uh, men are just <laughs> gormless idiots. And if the product was directed at, at, at men, women are just there to be chatted up or to cheat it into doing something for them. Um, like all these yeah. ads that I used to love, all the Carlsbergs and, 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 and other uh, ones from 90s and beyond. I was like, no, I can't. Um, so, uh, in a long way around, I, I just picked, I, I picked one that was from before my time in advertising that I remember before I started working and one that mm -hmm. kind of inspired me to find my way into the industry. The, then, uh, I have a classic ad that I, I am so surprised hasn't been talked about on this podcast because it's, 
it is unde- like undeniably one of the best ads ever made. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's another one that just kind of surprises me that I like it because it's uh, everything about it doesn't, um, you know, it's it's not for a product or anything that yeah. kind of appeals to me. I, I love that 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 thought around looking at those nostalgia uh, nostalgic ads and then realizing they don't align yeah with kind of what you want to talk about now that's not something we've actually discussed on the mm. podcast considering and obviously there we, are there are great irish ads but you've covered a, you've covered a lot of them um like uh but it was just when i was going back through to the ones that i remember and there are some that mm. i still think hold up like it's me the guy from the bar which again is playing into either one of those fields men yeah. are gormless idiots and women are just there to be chatted up it has both of those elements <laughs> But, uh... Definitely, yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's it. No, I agree with you. I just think it's an interesting way to look at it sometimes, especially when we, when we make ads now, considering when we would have seen those when we were kids, we weren't making ads yet. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we, I, I don't know, me personally, when I think about them, I think about, you know, classic nostalgia, you think about where you were, what it did for you at that time, what you thought was funny about it, which could have been something silly because you could have been younger or whatever. And now if you sit down and look at them and go, well, how would I make that? And would yeah, I make that? Yeah. Or could I make that today? Um, or should right? it's would could and should um, and I just think it's interesting just how times have changed now there is obviously p- films and, and, and pieces of art and advertising that will be timeless and are timeless um, but there is definitely an awful lot I think of stuff that gets a lot of hype based on nostalgia but then when you look at w- how it stands up today you're a bit like oh yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we shouldn't <laughs> you know I, I, that's, I have a, that's everywhere I have a weird theory that I, I've never uh, verbalized before, so let's well, open it This is the platform for yes. verbalizing okay. it. Here's the teaser. <laughs> like, the Irish advertising industry is so small. It's like a bubble of a community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, there's trends of what's kind of done or what's interesting and what's funny. And it seems to follow what was the popular telephone communications or drink at the time in the country. So, you know, you had pre-Vodafone, what is a Digiphone, and all of the ads mm-hmm. were that sense of humor. Then you went into Meteor, which yeah. were a little bit more surreal, but built. And then you kind mm-hmm. of evolved into now three, which is really kind of sentimental and, and touching and true stories. And I feel like the, the, if, you, if, you, if you followed yeah. along, the uh, trends kind of seem to match up with either that or, or the beer that was advertising at the time and everybody kind of follows suit. Yeah, no, I see. And I suppose the amount of media spend behind yeah. those would have been monstrous at the time. So therefore, I guess client potentially on this theory, uh, clients could have been like, yeah, that did really well. A lot of people got attention to that. I want something more like that. And then people would be jealous of writing stuff like that. And they try and get them in. And yeah, that'd be interesting. I actually that type of thing. Now, I'd love to track. I'd love to actually <laughs> yeah. someone to dot that out. I'd be very interested in that because um, then you can tell the future, Mikey. Because yeah. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> and we can, as we fig- almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so um, it'll, it'll just take one person in the comments to debunk that. So, uh... and if you're that person in the comments and you're going to write it, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's more fun for us to speculate. I don't want your truth. Okay. Um, okay, Mikey. What's the what is the actual first ad we're going to look at today? Uh, so the first. Ad slash campaign is for a hotel in Amsterdam called the Hans Brinker Budget Hotel, and it's by Kessels Kramer, um, which is a still like I think they have offices in London and maybe in New York mm-hmm. at the moment. But they were kind of like they were a really interesting agency even before I remember knowing about them before working advertising because when everybody else was doing like one sort of thing, when everybody else was zigging, they were zagging. They kind of went real. Um, 
anti-advertising almost they were the the tim heidecker of of you know to what he is to comedy they were to advertising and, and they kind of did really kind of surreal and abrasive and um you know i hate using the word but disruptive uh pieces yeah. of work so like the, the, i think the, the thing i liked about this was one um this series of ads uh for his hotel caught my eye i remember as a, i studied graphic design and there's a style that they that's used in these that was something i was playing around with when i was an art student like that purposely bad kind of photocopied visual style visual language that it's like and i was really trying my best to create and it's a hard thing to do to do bad design uh well <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and the other thing is that i really liked about it is one of those rules that you learn when you start in advertising is to try and use the problem as a virtue and there's no bigger problem than your your product or service is terrible like that's mm -hmm. that's the biggest problem you can really have with <laughs> and they did it they managed to take that and make it famous um yeah so i i we're going to show is it a, a 15 second spot but i think it's worth kind of also looking at it's the print work and all of the stuff that accompanied it so we can show that and i'll maybe talk through some of the headlines that that went along with it <laughs> just gives me such flashbacks to my youth going to like germany <laughs> going around you know those corridors they're unmistakably and you only ever really remember them when you're really drunk <laughs> like is this door my door or is this door someone else's door but uh yeah that's uh that's cool what year is that from 1996, it's 1996 yeah. yeah um and i like so this is obviously years before i wouldn't have you know i would have been in school at the time but like the, it, it became famous and became kind of mm internet famous and in, in the kind of thing that was shared around whenever that started to happen but um yeah. when i came across it i would have been the target demographic a broke student not caring about mm -hmm. the niceties in the world and just looking for what was the cheapest and it really did like a surefire job at making it known that hans brinker budget hotel uh, is the <laughs> the cheapest place that cuts all corners the Ryanair <laughs> like before Ryanair the Ryanair of uh, of of accommodation like yeah. um yeah but I, yeah they I do that I I think they do that interestingly like it's it's, it's you said it's 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 using your it's using your your um pushing your biggest uh, problem forth um in the actual copy itself and I think when you're that broke student and I I think I would have brought air into a, a place like this when we went to Berlin when we were in college. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that for, was the night open. <laughs> yeah, and he'd never been anywhere like this. And it was like, he was like, I, this isn't a hotel. Why is there bunk beds in this room? <laughs> Why is there more than one set of bunk beds in, in this and, room? And who is that man? Who is that man in the corner? <laughs> Why is he washing his feet in the sink? What is happening? I wish we were but, joking. <laughs> no, no, we're not. I love it. They're, they're very important memories. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's they've done that really they've done that really well because as you said, like they're showing you how cheap it is, but it's also you're kind of like, well, at least they know they're cheap. Yeah. So mm. uh, they're not pretending they're better, and I'm get getting absolutely fucked. The fact that they know they're cheap, they're selling me based on that, and that's working really well. Yeah, um, I, I, think it, I think it's pretty cool. I imagine the brief was not, you know, they, they obviously can't be the best. So make us the mm -hmm. worst and make us famous. 
Um, yeah, like yeah. When they, someone wants cheap, they think yeah, it goes first more than anyone exactly. else. Exactly. Like they, they, really they know into it. Yeah, they know their demographic really well, mm. and they became famous. Like they have a few campaigns that followed after it, but um, like some of the print work that goes with it is yeah. Elador in every room, and I don't even have to talk you through the graphics because it's literally yeah. a bad drawing <laughs> of a door. It's great. <laughs> and then a really ugly starburst of the Handsbrinker Budget Hotel Amsterdam and a phone number. That's it. And that's kind of, I would imagine these were fly posted all around the city or even yeah. like they're, I think they were designed. I don't know. They were designed to be shared pre a time when you could do that. So mm. I'm, I'm not too sure how they achieved it. But um, the longevity of the campaign is sort of uh, was how that happened for me. And uh, now a bed in every room again bad illustration of a bear with a bed with that starburst <laughs> now with even more dog shit in the main entrance that's a great one <laughs> i'd love, I'd love to think that was a regular complaint that people had yeah and it's like okay well we're turning that into one of the one of the posters and normally it's probably like dog shit it's normally human shit yeah <laughs> like, fucking hell but like that's they followed nice. that campaign with another one that was hans brinker budget hotel it can't get any worse but we'll sure do our best. And it's like showing before and after. Of what... yeah. But like, they, you know, they, oh. there was no backing down. Um, I, by the time I ever went to Amsterdam, I was beyond the uh, the, the the demographic and I never got to stay. In oh. it, which <laughs> yeah. I, I think is genuinely a shame. I would have I wish I was I wish I found my way there when I was a broke student. Well, I it's, think there's, um... there's, there's no time like the present. <laughs> I, think, uh, I'm, I love I'm too... that ad is going on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys report oh. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll video it. It's like, oh, oh. Um, no, I think the print, I think you're right. The print, I love that. I love yeah. that. I love the whole thing. I love the commitment to it. Um, I just think it's great. I would be really curious to know how the campaign was executed at the time. Because I know with regards to stuff, it was probably like as it moved on, it would have existed an awful lot longer than older campaigns, but it would have been shared probably on forums and stuff, chat forums yeah. and stuff like that. The videos would have been, and I'd say even the images, it was easier to share an image back yeah. then than it was to share anything else. But uh, I'd love to know how it was executed because it's just, it's great creative. And it's just to see how it was put in front of the right people. And I'd say, yeah, flyer. I'd say they did everything. I'm I'd sure say, like, I, I, I did see like when this was, kind of studied in college and stuff it was mm. fly posters is how you saw it because it's okay. designed like that's the style it's risograph yeah. on like single color on a on a paper yeah. and it's just really minimal and to the point so it's yeah. definitely the kind of design's designed just to be stuck around the street and yeah yeah you can imagine well, it's, it could be in the 60s or something like that it's that kind of that kind of yeah. style as well like yeah um, yeah, yeah I, I really like it uh you don't get visuals like that a lot these days just the pure pulling back, let alone no, leaning completely. into the into the shitter side. Of the yeah, for want of a better. Yeah, I don't, like it's it's rare you'd find a client that's gonna be and can be that brave. And I mm. think they might. I I I don't know the origin or where in this where this job fits within Kessel Kramer's career the of the agency or like their history of the agency. But mm. I'd imagine it was early, and it was mm. because of this that everything else kind of evolved. Um, because I I would yeah. say they took this on as a you know we'll do it for free and and because no one you know that's yeah. the only way you're going to convince a client to to do that um to be that Definitely. brave uh, and to really kind of put yourself out there and obviously 
they proved it with the first campaign that it worked and then they got to do more mm. yeah oh, great yeah great it's class that's a really that's really cool and it's a real different one um i like that i really like that a lot they did a, a another recent one for monopoly which is kind of a, a doing a similar thing again showing what would be perceived have you seen this campaign it's it's is all it the kids yeah yeah, yeah it's all yeah, it's it's that. like just a portrait series and it's mm. really highlighting what would be perceived as the most negative part yeah. of playing monopoly definitely but yeah, from a grown-up point of view you're like oh yeah i suppose it is it's a, it's a, all about learning so it's like all these portraits mm -hmm. of kids you know uh enraged mid game of monopoly <laughs> and it's like teach them about loss and teach them about whatever you know like it, it, anger yeah. management yeah exactly but like everyone that insight is so true everyone yeah. has that potentially one member of the family is like no we're not paying monopoly yeah like, we're not I... paying monopoly with that person <laughs> <laughs> I was a member of the family. We don't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, you were that. You were that I, member. I flipped a board in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to just rob the bank. I'll just say nothing. Uh, yeah. the bank no, that the was peace. my sister. My sister was. Yeah. I was the tantrum. Oh, gas. Um, no, yeah, that's a really cool campaign. So, what are we gonna look at uh, for our second one? So the second one is Skittles and it's Skittles Touch. I believe it's the first in what has become like the longest running uh, mm -hmm. campaign in history. Um, so this is by TBWA uh, Chayat Day. And um, oh, there's so many reasons why I love this. Um, A, because it's it's it was sort of the first that led to so many other types of ads and it's I, it's a type of humor that I really enjoy as a, as an ad, this ad in itself, it's perfect. It's a singular, it's, it's a sketch. Like it's a, I love sketch comedy and I don't think there's a better sketch than this one because it's so short. There's nothing, there's no flaws in it. The casting is perfect. The writing is incredible. Like <laughs> when you watch it and just to, to listen to some of the things that are said uh, and think about a brand buying the, this, this script is yeah. just, um, yeah, it really kind of shocks me that anyone ever went for it, um, which which is yeah. one of my favorite things about it. Um, so, yeah, it's called Skittles Touch. It's part of Touch the Rainbow. It's the first of that campaign. So I suppose we'll watch it. OK, let's let's give it a watch. Hey, Tim, show Joel how everything you touch turns into Skittles. That's awesome. Is it awesome? Well, you can't hold your newborn baby boy in your arms. Did you feed and dress yourself this morning? I didn't. I met a man on the bus today. I shook his hand. He'll never see his family again. I guess that's pretty awesome. Excuse me. Touch the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. That's a great ad. That's yeah. a great ad. I, I remember that's a that's a fucking that's just so good. The visual gag in that is just then so much detail in it as well. From a production point of view, there's so little like what three characters really, apart from the extras, the fact that they're in a video villa, which is depressing as fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and I just think the setup it's uh, it's just great. I love the video. I, I remember when that came out first and I remember like pausing 
like trying to like find and be like where is there what are the way are they doing this cut like, yeah what, where is the transition with the desk leaves and then did they, did they were they releasing buckets of like what are they doing what are they doing are they pulling out a table or something but yeah hilarious as well hilarious that's the first one in touch the rainbow yeah i believe hilarious? so like I, i've listened to an interview with um jerry graf which he's uh, yeah. at the time he was the cco uh of of tbwa and he talks about like the battle between Mars and 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 them trying to get this forward in the back and forth. And I think mm-hmm. how they like convinced them was, I'd love to know what it was, but there's a solid strategy behind this ad and this way of of speaking to to the demographic and even mm-hmm. the rules of of the world because they went on to make forty more of these. So they wrote a rule yeah. book of what has to happen. And I think the rules were there could only be one piece of magic in that world. Uh, and that magic okay. wasn't weird to everybody in the world like you know it was interesting mm-hmm. but it wasn't like mind-blowing oh my god uh, and then it, that was kind of it you know and I, and I had to play into reality and I think he said that um, his one note on it was you know to the two creatives who who worked on it was this is great but it has to be sad <laughs> I think that comes across yeah. like... it comes across yeah it's, it's quite depressing when you think of your uh, actual life well that one line i met a man on a bus today and i shook his hand he's never going to see his wife and kids again and then he just sprinkles no. some uh, skittles and i'm just like it's so dark and it's 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 like perfect my humor but it also is obviously perfect the you know kind of younger audience that they were they were looking to to appeal to and it's it was like writer and of youtube as well like so i think that makes sense yeah. yeah perfect for sharing i'd say it, it screams like it was it was debuted on a super bowl or something like that it just has that feel about it that kind of big mm. launch of a kind of new direction for them type of ad mm. i'm not even sure it was just because it was such a risk for skills i think prior <laughs> to that skills had done like um surreal and charming but they'd never kind of gone into this dark space before and obviously this is you know as a brand today they're 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 really showing how well you can you can do entertaining content and and in some cases just entertainment Mm -hmm. but um i think um sam had uh, a skittles ad as well i do believe he had the he had the horror he had the, oh, he did. You're right. You're right. He yeah. had Mars. Uh, he had the three yeah. different um, fun size, fun sure. size horrors. Um, but we did have one in this world, which was uh, Gemma Gilmore um, from Spark Foundry brought, which was you know the one with your man. I think he has uh, pimples. Was it acne or something to do with? He was behind, with the girl behind the bleachers. Oh, and, and it's skills as well, world. is it? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I think where she's, yeah, that. yeah, she, he's got skills on his face or something. And she's like eating them off, and yeah. that's, that's that. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, what's funny you said there, when you said they made up a rule book, that makes me really happy because the first thing, like, when when I think of story or building a world like this or building any world that you're trying to convince someone or bring an audience along with, I'm like, okay, how, 
he, he references, did you dress yourself? So that answers yeah, that question, yeah. right? And then I'm like, what part of his skin? Where does it stop? Yeah, Where yeah. does his hand, you know, <laughs> yeah. your hand just goes he's to? He's holding his hands and, in a very specific uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> and then the question is like, where does the molecules of air? Why isn't he turning yeah. that? And then it's like, did he kill that man on purpose? Because he's definitely been living with this for a while. Did he go, I'm going to shake this fucker's hand. <laughs> but then he goes down uh, to the phone. So it shows that he forgets constantly. Is it new? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? Give me the comic book yeah. of the first the, the last couple of years of this man's life and i'll read it the origin um, story. <laughs> no it's 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 so i love i love that and it it feels indulgent for as a piece of cop it's like i love that they've invested their time and they're willing to give us something out there and it's something that like plays in it's done produced really well written really well there's a lot of care and detail put into it and you have to because you know what we know as people in the industry to get something like this across the line as you said with the rule book you have to put a lot of work oh, yeah. into the background and selling of this so there's like it's like um, yeah, me and Aaron were talking the other day about the the short film um, Prospect which uh, was in South by Southwest and then got turned into a feature with Pedro Pascal and they have like they because they got rejected so many times in making it they had this lookbook that the whole industry is like, this is the best lookbook that exists <laughs> in any pitching because they yeah. got every time they got rejected they based on the, it or, yeah. they added exactly. to it. So like they have pages on like the type of food in this space and, what and it it's like, like if they made a hard back, but like that only that detail only comes from the fight of trying yeah, to get your yeah. idea made and you see it then in the final return, you're like, okay, they know they probably can tell me what videos are being rented that day in video of it. <laughs> like yeah. what's overdue, you know what I mean? And I just think uh, from a production point of view and storytelling, I, I don't know, I always think you can feel that when you see something that has that much care and detail gone into it. And I just think it's so cool. Yeah, I think uh, like yeah, the, the, the difference between me as a younger creative and me now is understanding that process a little bit more. Like me as a, mm. a younger creative would have been like, oh, clients just need to be braver and uh, you need to, but yeah now i i know that there there was a clear like they they the only way that was bought was there was a solid strategy as to why to why this tone of voice why mm -hmm. to do this and and mm -hmm. it probably centered around the types of things that were shared at the time and 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 mm -hmm. what you know that kind of se sense of humor that was appealing to to a younger demographic but um yeah like Definitely, it's yeah. you know it's it's good to know that it <laughs> it can happen um yeah that is one of those things i think we find them as beacons of lights in the industry sometimes sometimes you get it like a, as you were saying about like kind of in the older irish ones them kind of mapping out a certain way potentially it's you get one of these great pieces that is allowed to be a beacon for your client even or you get to use it and be like see this see this we can we can try yeah. this now you mightn't get to do it but you might get to bring them further along the conversation to maybe in five years they might be willing to work on something a bit more like that, but it's like going back to it, going back to it because it's so successful. Um, and it's just great because that, that means then as a global industry, someone else's hard work can pay off for you yeah, as a creative yeah. to use it in the room. Um, and I just always think that's amazing. Like, I think the dominoes effect of this ad directly is incredibly clear. Like, because the same team um, went on to produce... Uh, berries and cream you know that berries and cream berry, you know that ad it, it became a tiktok sensation this year it's for starburst mm -hmm. it's incredible look it up um it's it, it, yeah it's just really dumb but uh, it's so similar in tone of voice and so similar in kind of like oh let's cast this with unusual people and and 
yeah. have everything, every part of the execution, not the expected. Um, mm. And then the same team, the creative team left and went to White and Kennedy. And with that director, they made um, The Man Your Man Should Smell Like, which again is similar sort of a reverence and, and visual yeah. kind of language. And, mm. and then, you know, you have Doritos and all of these other brands that then have just applied that kind of irreverent style and sense of humor onto their work. But like it's, it just takes the one and then everybody's like, oh, this works. Let's yeah, uh, let's yeah. let's open this up into and, and, you know, suddenly there's a new a new style allowed. <laughs> mm, definitely. And it's but it's just you love to hear, as you said, you like you'd love to hear the, the pitch process. It's like we had. um david quinn on from bloom talking about commercial brady's ham oh yeah, just yeah. get that insight <laughs> from him to just be like tell me like how what happened in the room how did you how did you make that first step to just start singing um and just to get from to give you that insight you're like okay this is because you, you learn from the more people you talk to and yeah. it's just when you see these little flagship campaigns you're like that's that's going to do a lot of work for everyone yeah. for the next couple of years you know so uh that's a that's a really good one. I am in shock as well. When you sent that, I was like, there's no way we haven't done this. So, um, <laughs> but no, it was the, it was the, the other, the other Skittle ones, but I, the, and that's the, the face that launched a thousand ships as well. So yeah. like, that's the, that's the true OG and it's a fucking, it holds up. I'm pretty sure they were running this on TV not too long ago in the oh, 30 really? second version. Yeah. I remember like, cause even when you said I couldn't get over that it was uploaded on that Vimeo link 12 years ago, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. Yeah, it's like 2007 was a uh, 2006 2007 is the original the year it was originally aired that's crazy to think that like it holds up so much yeah like it's mad um okay that's uh that's a class ad what are we gonna do for our third one so uh final ad is for dick's sporting goods store um i suppose why i picked this was uh like i you know I don't like sports at all. <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. I've worked on so many sports ads, but luckily there's a balance in 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 this creative partnership where Sam likes all sports. Um, but and I, I don't live in the States and we don't have Dick Sporting Good here, but this ad uh, just kind of stuck out to me. I, I'm now fully aware of of the 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 chain that it's for based mm-hmm. off the back of this and and I really became invested in I think it's what is it 50 seconds 60 seconds but in those 60 yeah. seconds like it works so well like i became invested in exactly what was happening and it. it's a series of maybe three um the other one was baseball uh but i just felt like this one did it for me more in terms of like gripping me and and bringing me in and then the craft in it is just fantastic like it's um all one shot the tension the sound design all of it it's just so well done um okay. but yeah we'll i suppose let's, let's give it a watch Hey, let's go. Trade out 56 match on me. Ready? Right. Hey, I'm on. 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 I'm on.
Yeah, that's um, that's very that's impressive. Good. That's very impressive. I've not seen. I'd not seen that before. That's um, that's done so well. Yeah, it's it's just like obviously it probably appeals to me because I'm a I'm a huge cinef like I'm a film fan and mm. uh, movie fan and it just feels like a little nugget from something and I I I've watched a lot of shows and and uh, movies about American football but I think that's probably one of the best little segments I've ever watched. It just brings you right in and I have no idea what's going on but I'm like oh this is good. <laughs> like, they're yeah. saying things like I haven't got a bloody clue but I'm like oh my god what's happening here. Yeah, it's it's the way they um it 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 almost feels like okay you're 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 leaning the the the, the storyteller is leaning towards the the green and the yellow team and then you see the you, you see one of the 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 backs come in off the sideline and you're like okay well, he's the protagonist now clearly yeah, yeah. and then then it, the camera just keeps going and suddenly or oh, suddenly the quarterback seems to be the protagonist because he's getting instructions from the coach from the, the the white and black team and then it's like oh you you don't know who to support so you're kind of like as a viewer you're kind of switching your allegiances because you're so used to being led by by programs and film of who you should be rooting for and who who's the enemy and who's the good guy I, I it love feels that. I yeah loved it. closer to like a heist movie than of sports you like that's kind of the vibe they've got going on where there's a tension rising as you go through it like i i definitely think so like for me it was funny i was only talking to aaron about this the other day i don't i'd like i'm a big sports movie fan played a lot of sports and a lot of sports movies fall down during the sports action yeah, you can tell an awful lot of people involved have not played sport. You know what I mean? They don't get the they don't get the sense right. It doesn't feel like like there's a great what's that? Remember the Titans, right? Yeah, yeah. Very great sports movie. The sport, the actual action in that. I remember watching it recently. Of the way it's cut, I'm like, this is actually shit. Um, <laughs> but the film still holds up. But um, and then they have stuff. Any given Sunday, the Oliver Stone stuff. That's quite interesting the way he does that. Um, but that is one of the best sequences I've seen put to film. Um, just you could see that popping in. I, I don't know. I don't like. It's just perfect. It just that represents the tension before the snap. Like you have, it's literally between the two whistles. You've got you've got a play just over, and it's a lot of the time. Maybe that I think that that they're potentially playing on is the fact that most people only ever show you the action outside of this moment. They yeah. don't show you. Because Dick's Sporting Goods store sells whistles, it sells coach gear, it sells everything else you're seeing on the sideline there. It's yeah. not, it, it sells all the buckets of water, everything. And that's where the moments in between the snaps is where most of an American football team actually, because what, there's like a hundred or hundred some people on a, on a team, you include coaches. You but tell me. Only ever, <laughs> yeah, but there's only like, when there's action happening, there's only 30 involved. But you got to clothe yeah. and you got to kid out everyone. So, um, I think what's really cool about this is they take that downtime where the, the action isn't happening, but there is actually even more happening during that downtime. So everything that's teeing there. up, there's a lot of drama. What's there's subs the happening. They've moved players. You have, you, there's even like great little audio when the quarterback's talking, you hear the linebacker going, you know, I'm coming, you know, I'm coming. And he's not even on camera. And mm. that's a real, like that sledging thing. He's, he's behind camera. He's getting ready. He's trying to get in that quarterback's head. And I just think, as you, you rightly say, like you'd nearly think what well, in um the Dark Knight Rises when you know they have the the, yeah. the shot in the, the Steelers Stadium where you have the explosion. You nearly think this would be the shot 
and then just as he hits snap it'll be boom 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 (laughs) you know to build that tension um it's perfect it's done it's like i'm i'm so impressed with that i had never never seen or heard of that um dick sporting goods store though could do with improving their logo (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's in the name as well though i I think you can't just change a logo and it suddenly becomes a a modern it just sounds like a an yeah, that would have been my impression of it. it was a small time town sort of sporting goods but obviously yeah. it's the walmart for sports just just i just know it from it. pop culture i just know it from like tv shows in the rock man into dick sporting it. goods he buys all of his stuff from there when he can or something like that because he used to get it as a kid or something he's, he's been with them ever Maybe. since but they, uh, must, they it, must stock reebok then <laughs> yeah <laughs> under armor uh, yeah, under um it, i'm just looking back and i I had the sense that it was. It felt so authentic that I was like, I could imagine the breath coming out of their mouths. But there's, yeah. I can't actually find a shot with that. I just have yeah, to scan yeah. through. But if it gives you that, that kind of air, authenticity, like that. yeah, 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 and it's done really uh, well. It's as Shane knows, the, there's there's a winner there, and, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of winners, and that's yeah, yeah that's a it's a great one. Yeah. It's a really good one though. In fairness, it's not like forced. It's a really good one. <laughs> like it makes complete sense for the, for the story. That's a, um... the director is a guy called Derek Keen Keen France, I think it's his name. But he did like um, a place behind a place beyond the pines and Blue Valentine and a few of those other Indians. I don't know what he's done since, but around that time, I think a uh, place beyond the pines had just come out. So he was like a working Hollywood director. Wow. So there is that like authenticity that's brought to it, but um, and are, are the other two? What is it? Baseball and something else? Are they winners as well? Are they similar to that? Or are they? It's just a different take on it. Baseball. It? I have it in my head that the baseball isn't a winner. Um, okay. I have it here, but um, yeah, it's good. Like the baseball is the one that is more well known. Uh, every pitch, but um. For whatever reason, I just I feel like the 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 American football one kind of just stood out to me more. Yeah, no, with that one, the American football one's absolutely class. I think that's really cool. I yeah, think it's no, the, really well. I'm just looking at the baseball one. There it is. It is a one shot as well. Um, the the only other one that I I think the the, the for me the best American football one or that that I think this is actually up with is David Fincher's. Um, is it not is it nike it's the nike one it's the build-up he essentially takes two footballers from birth and he builds up to the moment at which they collide on the pitch. oh wow uh, it's really well done um, yeah. at the time i knew the names of the players i don't know now um but it's he tracks them through their life and he does it like he, oh, it's just class. yeah it's it's david fincher but like that is yeah exactly exactly right he, he wanted the payday yeah. <laughs> um but uh but this is it's something i haven't seen before or heard of and i that scene is done absolutely perfectly I think yeah like i, I think that I know I'm meant to say simplicity about a one shot, but it is a simplicity of it's just one moment from, you know, we're not trying to show you were just taking one singular bit. And I just that's what kind of stood out to me. It's like, oh, this is a very singular. Um, yeah. And I hadn't seen it. I've, you know, I've seen so many different types of sports. that I don't think I'd seen something like this. Mm. It's all it's in the execution. Me. I think the yeah. single shot, it, it works really well to tell the story as well, because you're directed to where the camera's going so you can yeah. see or kind of hear what's what's near the camera but that just goes to show that when the camera keeps turning it's showing new action that's happening but all of that is happening simultaneously on the pitch so it, it kind of gets across that 
it's kind of chaos, but it's organized yeah, chaos. Uh, yeah. As in, everyone has their own mm. roles of what they're doing. Even, even the ref coming on and just going like this and standing, but and the camera just keeps moving on. So it's like, it it just goes to show that there's so much involved, even when there's nothing happening. Yeah. Everyone has their own thing. Everyone's in their own world. Everyone's psyching themselves up in their own way, but it's the camera that's gently bringing you across all quadrants of that. I, that that's why I think that 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 shot works so well because if that was just done with cuts it yeah. would, I don't think it would be as effective because it would bring a different level of pace them. to it the cut would bring a different level of pace to it it would change how <clears> you'd have to audio design it everything I think the that smooth transition kind of voyeuristic style works works really well yeah. I think it works really it's that's so cool a, that's a great ad yeah. Well done. Fair play. Fair play to you now. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, no, no, you did well though. You did very well. Um yeah, no, that's um that's their three really, really, really different, but also great choices. Yeah. Um and I guess then uh Mikey, we're gonna we'll wrap it up here now. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you or see any of the new work that you guys are doing, um, where's the best place for them to go? Like our Instagram, I think is probably the best the place will update the most, but showrunner at show at verve underscore showrunner and then showrunner.ie are the two spots to find us. And then I'm on all of the social media because as much as I say I'm going to quit, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on it because we have to be. Okay? Yeah. We, we don't want to be. We have to be. It's part of part of our job. Um, okay, that's uh, that's great. There's some great selections. Thanks so much for for coming on. And for anyone who is been listening to the episode and wants to watch it, you can go on to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast, and you'll be able to see all those great ads. And if you are on any lovely platforms where you get a chance to give us a thumbs up or a star, please go ahead and do that and be sound. Um, so what we will leave it there and until next time. <laughs>